Hello and welcome to Seducing Aliveness. I'm Jen Halterman, one of your hosts, and Tamara Yonker will be joining us shortly. This show is called What is the Gift of Allowance? And based on the feedback on this series of shows we're in the middle of about integrity and how that impacts our aliveness, there are a lot of questions out there about why am I doing this again? Remind me what the benefit is when it comes to allowance. There is a gift, and that is what we are going to be revealing to you today. As we move into this topic, I just want to say thank you, Tamara, for being here and going on this ride with me. It's been quite enjoyable so far. (laughs) Fun, fun. (laughs) Yes, and I want more of this. This is going to be great. Yes, and I have been looking forward to this topic uh, about allowance because it has just totally transformed my life in ways I couldn't have imagined. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's it's really, I mean, it wasn't really even something on my radar. You know, I heard of acceptance or tolerance, um, which are vastly different energies than allowance. And so it wasn't even really on my radar until a few years ago. <clears throat> and I, you know, I mean, if you if you're tolerating something there's there can be re- resignation in there well you know i don't have a choice i have to put up with this or i'll tolerate it or whatever you know i prefer something different but <clears throat> uh, or acceptance is sort of like um oh you know it's acceptance feels like uh what does acceptance feel like <laughs> i'm trying to put, put words to something it sometimes. feels like i don't have a choice like yeah, I have to accept that. That's what I, was, I, I yeah. have no choice. Or there, or there's. It's like <clears throat> it still contains judgment. I don't like mm-hmm. it, but I'll accept it. You know, right. like I, I still gonna, I'm still gonna harbor all my judgments about this thing, but I guess I'll accept it. <clears throat> you know, kind of like it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's almost like a means to an end. You know, if, if. If this is going to make the situation better, well, I guess I'll accept it. You know, like that kind of um, energy is what is what acceptance feels like to me. And allowance is a totally different thing. And allowance is uh, really the gift that you give to yourself. And we've been talking about intimacy and cultivating intimacy with ourselves. And what does that create in our lives and in the world when we do so? We've been, you know, this is our series on intimacy. <clears throat> and, and allowance is, I think, a vital piece of cultivating intimacy with ourselves. Like, I don't think you can have intimacy with yourself and the world around you without allowance, actually. It's that vital. <clears throat> yes, I actually, I that's been my experience at least. So what is the difference in allowance? What is allowance? What makes it different? Well, I, <laughs> yeah. Um well, we've talked about judgment a little bit, not much. Um and I would say that it's the it's the antidote to judgment and all that judgment creates. Judgment creates uh separation, it locks in more of the same. It really doesn't allow change. Um you, you if you're in judgment, it kind of requires a herculean effort to try and change everything whereas allowance is sort of the lubricant for change it's the gateway to receiving um uh, you know these are just some of the things the ways that i've described it over the years and um i would say the more that i practice being in allowance the more ease i have in my world there is far less trauma drama upset uh it's it's the as I said, the antidote to judgment, but it's also what those of us who are recovering control freaks of magnitude might choose <laughs> because that gets exhausting. I mean, when I was trying to control everything constantly, um, as I mentioned the other day on the show, it was like trying to hold beach balls underwater and, you know, inevitably beach balls are going to pop back up and you're constantly putting out fires. You're running around chasing everything that you've got to hold in place and, um, that was exhausting and it didn't work. And so when I started, I was like, all right, I'll do, I'll go on the experiment of, you know, checking out what this allowance thing is. And as I started choosing more and more that energy of allowance, I was like, holy cow, 
there's an ease in my body, there's an ease in my world that I really didn't even know was possible. I, for whatever reason, bought into the idea that life had to be hard. And it was constantly like struggle and hard. Everything feels hard. Everything feels hard. It's so difficult. It's always struggling. And when I chose allowance, I was like, wow, that's totally another one of my rides of delusion. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. I don't have to choose hard. Uh, Allowance makes everything feel that there is more ease. I really appreciate that because I, I don't even know how many times somebody has just simply stated, life is hard, life is so hard. Yeah, and I'm always curious, what judgment does it require to believe that? Yeah. What judgment do you have to keep in place to believe that lie? And <clears throat> I chose that lie for a long time. I thought life was hard, and I thought I had to endure to the end. But I realized that it wasn't a matter of life being hard. What made any moment feel difficult or hard was my judgment about it. It wasn't that life was hard. It was my judgment about it that made it wrong or put it in a category of bad. And allowance, for me, from my perspective, is just being open to everything, receiving everything yeah. and being open to it and being curious. And to and part of when somebody, you know, control freaks, I can hear them because I was one so well, is, yeah, but how do I get there? Yeah, but how do I go from control freak? Yeah, but what do I do? I would say the first step into allowance is curiosity. And mm. not curiosity as in explain yourself to me, make this make <laughs> sense to me, but literally I wonder what this is about and then shut up and observe and see what comes to your attention. Just, you know, it's dropping that conclusion, which is a lot of what control freaks want is that attachment to the outcome. And so they want that. I want it to be for sure to fit in the box and I'm going to judge it until it's not. And I'm going to control and manipulate until it's not. Instead of being like, I wonder what this wants to be and really staying curious. Well, and and one of the things that <clears throat> I found as well was beginning to question how is how I was functioning. Um, I I really had an aha moment uh, once upon a time where I really got this is all like everything is all about how we're functioning, how I'm functioning, how the people I'm interacting with fu- are functioning. <clears throat> and when I got that, I was like, oh, so I mean, I had a, I had a, my cousin once upon a time said to me, she said. She said, oh, you're just so so spiritually advanced. And we were having this conversation at Thanksgiving, and she kept saying that. She kept referring to me with those particular words, spiritually advanced, over and over and over and over. And finally I said, so I'm curious, what does spiritually advanced mean to you? And, you know, she gave me her, she goes, well, you know, it's this blah, 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 blah. And, and I said, huh, well, that's interesting, because what it sounds like to me that you're saying is that I am very well practiced in self-awareness. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are, are not well practiced in self-awareness. They don't even practice any self-awareness. And I would say this shift into being more of the space of allowance is going to require some attention on self-awareness. In other words, how am I functioning, like I said, Allowance is the gift we give to ourselves. How am I functioning that's contributing to the upset in my world? <clears throat> and so I would start looking at the, the curiosity piece that you just mentioned. I started really getting curious about, well, what, what, what am I doing here that's contributing to this? I started getting really curious about, instead of we've talked about this before, our our automatic um, re- reaction is to point the finger and say that something out there, someone or something out there is causing this problem, causing this upset, causing the way I feel. And when I, when I was like, okay, if I continue to believe that, I'm going to continue to live at the effect of the world around me forever, and I will continue, my well-being will be dependent on the conditions 
of my external reality. And I was like, is that really what I want to choose for the rest of my life? Do I want to be uh, living at the effect of everything and everyone all the time forever? And I was like, oh, hell no. Okay, so how do I up-level that operating system if that's how I've been operating my whole life and I really don't even know what else is possible your your suggestion of curiosity to me was again vital it's like okay well I'm going to start getting really curious about my operating system how I'm functioning the thoughts that are going on in my head the things that I'm believing the conclusions I'm trying to enforce and when I started right. doing that holy cow talk about revelation i became really aware of how the disturbance in my life was all sourced right here with me and so there was a there was a realization that i'm like you know i'm kind of a narcissist huh look at me <laughs> expecting the whole world to conform to my points of view Everyone should do, you know, and, and it's funny because, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of just being me in the world, right? I'm showing up, I'm doing my thing, and, and, and we mm-hmm. sort of do this constant projection that other people are like us, or other people should be like us, or other people should think like us, and the world should conform <laughs> to our points of view, and uh, that's going to create nothing but misery really and so I, I kind of was like all right wow I I've really been quite a narcissist and I think maybe I want to give up that so what if I didn't require everyone to conform to my points of view and to think how I think and to be how I am and to you know because you're like you're like well but I, I I'm thinking of in a, a conversation recently that I had with somebody who was um, feeling a lot of disturbance in her world because someone that she cared about was not keeping his word to her. Like he'd say he was going to do something, and then he wouldn't do it. And she was uh, she was getting really upset about that. And I said, well, you know, you, you, this is the allowance thing. We're just going to start stepping into what does allowance mm-hmm. look like. Allowance looks like allowing people to be, do, and choose whatever they're going to be, do, and choose, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and she was like, right. you know, not liking not liking that answer. And she's like, yeah, but I always keep my word. And I was like, uh, yeah, and that has nothing to do with anybody else. We tend to think that people <laughs> should operate the way we do, if we always tell the truth, if we always keep our word, if we're always giving, um, you know, uh, if we're, whatever we think is, is a noble quality in ourselves, then we automatically like, well, the rest of this world should be like that too. There is no allowance in that. It's totally narcissistic. Hate to break it to you. <clears throat> <laughs> bum, 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 and the bubbles burst. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's so absolutely true. When when I started facing into this, and it was like, wow, how many times have I said they they are wrong or in my mind? And I've used all the conscious speak possible. I've used all the right words to make it sound like I was, you know, in love and light and total allowance. But the truth was. Instead of saying, that's just who they're choosing to be in this moment. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and deciding how I wanted to choose to engage or to have a conversation or to leave or whatever, I was saying, well, if I'm an allowance of them, this means that I'm going to be here and just allow them to be this. And basically, you know, saying I, I need to be in that tolerant and acceptance of them, which mm-hmm. means I'm not going to take action for what honors me, which, you know, we're skipping ahead to getting into honor and trust next week. But we, what does honor me? What does feed my aliveness? If this conversation I'm in or if this dynamic or relationship even doesn't, I got to look at it, not what do they need to change so that I can feel better here. What the hell am I doing here? What am I doing in this relationship? And that is where I started getting really, and I'm not going to lie, I got a lot of pushback, you guys. But when I started getting really clear of if it doesn't work for me, do I have the audacity to stand up and, and make a change? 
or leave a dynamic or a conversation or walk away? Do I have that audacity? Do I give myself the permission to say, oh, I'm choosing to actually be in the presence of this? Why, why am I choosing this? And because what I was doing is I was being in that acceptance of everybody else, but I wasn't being in allowance of me and what was true for my aliveness. I was putting everybody else's ahead of mine. Yeah, it's not And that's playing crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just started <laughs> typing in the chat room, allowance is not sacrificing you and what you desire for them and what they desire. Right. It's it's this uh, interesting sweet spot where sometimes when people are like, okay, I'm going to start practicing allowance, it's like, it's like you just you just sort of put up with everything. It's like it, because allowance is the space of non-judgment. If I haven't said that before, allowance is the space of non-judgment. That does not mean you don't get to choose. You always right. get to choose. And here's the thing that uh, that that to me, allowance is such a gift is that oftentimes in order for us to feel like we have the right to choose, we will have to create some sort of fuss, some sort of upset, and be able to like, you know, I, now I have a really good reason to choose for me because you're such an asshole. Or you, like we have to make the situation or the person or something really, really wrong so that we feel justified in having the right to choose for us. And it just doesn't have to be that way. You can actually not, you know, I, I mean, one of the things that, um, you know, there's there's all kinds of things that I don't want to uh, participate in. And, and one of them is, uh, you know, I'll go back to my dating, smoking. Like I'm not, I, that's just not for me. I, I don't want to be with somebody mm-hmm. who smokes. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have to make other people wrong for that. I'll be like, oh, that's such a disgusting habit. I don't understand why you do it. It's so gross and blah, blah, blah. I don't have to do that. I just be like, <laughs> not for me. Not for me, not something I choose to have in my life. And that can go for all kinds of things. You know, it it doesn't have to be this. We don't know how many people don't know how to choose for themselves unless they make something wrong in order to have a justification to separate from it. We don't have to separate in order to choose. You can really actually allow people to be, do, and choose whatever they're be doing, cho- being, doing, and choosing and still be like, hmm, yep, well, I'm going to go over here and choose this. Going out to um, a restaurant, like I've been in groups of people. I'm thinking of a time in New York City years ago where, you know, I'm, I'm uh, taking a class. There's a big group of us. It's, it's lunchtime. We start going out, and everyone's kind of like, well, where do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? This and that. And, and we're, you know, we're in a group, so we're thinking we want to go to lunch together. And if the consensus of the group is that they want to go eat, uh, you know, Mediterranean food or whatever, and I'll just be like, okay, that's cool. Well, I'm not a big fan of Mediterranean food, so I'll, you know, I'm going to go do something else, and I'll see you guys back at the at the class. You know, there's a lot of times when people feel like uh, you need to accommodate me. Like I don't like Mediterranean food, so we need to go to another restaurant. Um, and then if you don't yep. accommodate me, then I'm going to pout. I know because I used to do that. Um, you know, then I'm just going to sit there and unpleasantly be like, God, why we're here? I didn't want to do this and be like mad that everyone else made me go to Mediterranean restaurant when I didn't want to go. I could just choose something else. I could just be like, okay, guys, you know, see you in a bit. I'm going to go to get some Thai food or something like that. It can be as simple as that, or it can be, um, Something in a relationship where, you know, somebody wants to choose something that you're not interested in. And let's say it's for the weekend. You get the weekend and you're like, okay, hey, we've got a Saturday to play together and do our thing. And, and your partner's like, oh, I really want to go to the monster truck races. And you're like, oh, I was thinking more like the symphony. Um, okay, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you want to go to the monster truck races, that's cool. And I'll go to the symphony, you know. And it doesn't have to right. be a problem. It doesn't have to be like, well, you should go to the symphony with me or, you know, like, I mean, we just, it's its amazing how much garbage we stir up when we choose not to be an allowance. And, I mean, these are just some simple off-the-cuff examples I can think of. I'm sure there's a million more. <laughs> right. Well, what it brings up for me is an awareness that I had of when I was going through this, what would it be like to be in allowance was 
when I choose allowance, I was actually really and thoroughly entertained, not in a judgment way, but like I, I was constantly being given this amazing display of the attachment human beings have to either or. Mm, and yeah. I would be like, yeah, no, you know, I think I'm going to go over here. You know, we're out wa- shopping and people are walking up and down the street and, and it's like, well, I want to go in the store. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go on down the road. We'll meet up whenever we cross paths. Oh, no, if you don't want to go in, we don't have to. Well, no, <laughs> you, we, we can. We can do these things and we're still going to meet up. Well, no, I don't want, you, I don't want to separate. I don't want to – they, they start to make the wrongness of what they're choosing based on me not choosing it. And it starts bringing yeah. up all these dynamics where – well, if we're not doing it together, then I'm not going to do it. Well, hold on. So is this a weekend and there's two individuals in it? Or is this a weekend and the oneness of the relationship has to experience the weekend? Like, what is, what's the why there? If you're afraid of going to the, you know, monster truck races alone and me going to the symphony alone, we got other stuff to talk about because it's what each of us want to do. Why, do we, why is it required that either we do it together or one of us has sacrificed for the other. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that to me is, you know, of course, here comes relationships saying, please talk, 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 talk about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I realized was how attached I was to either I'm doing it with them or I'm separate from them, mm-hmm. either or. And that is a lie. There's, there's a great yeah. big lie attached to that. But when I do that with friends, it's very fascinating to me to see who will jockey for position to either fight for what they want that everybody should conform to or judge the ones who are trying to insist everybody does it together all because I simply, yeah, that, that doesn't work, so I'm going to do something else. I'm not, you know, it is, it's amazing what happens. And if you go into judgment, you're separating. If you just stay in curiosity and just stay true to you, then there's space for other choices to be revealed of possibilities. And the other piece that's really interesting is that um, when people don't often choose, uh, you know, I was just using the restaurant example there a few moments ago where I was like, okay, fine, I'll go to the Mediterranean restaurant even if I don't want to, and then I sit there and pout. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's like, it's like then I turn that into mean something about me. And this is, this is what I used to do all the time, all the time. Rather than, um, I mean, allowance must use, include you in the equation, and it's not about sacrificing yourself for others' desires or wants or whatever. It's really being an allowance of what everybody wants to choose and not making that mean anything that somebody doesn't want to join you at the symphony or doesn't want to go to, you know, wants to stay at the Mediterranean restaurant. It doesn't mean anything about you. And what I used to do is interpret every one of those choices that other people would make, whether it was my partner or friends or my family. I used to be, I used to be like, I used to use that as evidence for the truth that, see, they don't care. Because if they cared, yeah. they, would, they would do what I want to do. And this is what I mean by the narcissistic piece. Like we are so self-consumed until we're not about, right. like, you know, a- making everything about me. It's all about me. Well, they, didn't, they, they know I don't like Mediterranean food, but they chose it anyway. So that means they don't care. They know how much I love the symphony, but they don't want to go with me. So that means they don't care. Like we are so good at, at making uh, other people's choices, other people's behavior mean something about us that then we can use as mm-hmm. evidence for our wrongness or our, you know, how people don't care about me, people don't love me. If you, I mean, this I see all the time. And, and all of these things that we're talking about, like allowance is truly the antidote for this stuff. If you're suffering from, from uh, the byproduct of this self-consumed reality, which is, I'd say, pretty miserable. Like, I was really, really, really unhappy when I was functioning this way. And as I said earlier in the show, I really started to examine 
and getting curious about how am I functioning that's creating this. Like if if we go to the Mediterranean restaurant and I'm sitting there pouting the whole time because I don't like Mediterranean food and I and and they're so mean because they came here anyway and they're all having a good time and nobody's noticing that I'm sitting here pouting and I'm not having a good time and I don't like this food. I mean, who who's really being impacted by that? Them or me? Oh yeah, that would be well, me. I, I'm the miserable one sitting there while all they're they're all having a good time and I could have taken I could have made the choice to just say, hey, I'm going to go get Thai food. That wor- that's what works for me. And I could have been quite happy. And that's what I do now. Like, that's what I mean by the ease that is created in my life now when I just go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go get some Thai food. And I sit there and happily enjoy my meal of Thai food. And then we meet back, you know, at the class. And and I I am not suffering at the hand of my own um, <laughs> my, my own – I don't even know what that is, like – to, to just sit there and suffer and then think that, you know, people should be responsible for my well-being is total insanity. Total insanity. Yeah. yeah. That, that is so absolutely true. And I think that's when we choose to dishonor ourselves by making yeah. everybody else responsible for our happiness or our state of being. Because it's true. If, you, if we're in that place of really committed to our inner conclusion or that whether the wrongness of us or the lack of acceptance or whatever that inner conclusion is, the inner lie that you're living. When you are not in allowance, you're gathering evidence to prove your inner conclusion is right. There. And that, Boom. That, yeah, that bugger is the sneakiest bastard on the planet because it can take – and I love you, and I hate you, and make the same conclusion out of it. Mm-hmm. Your inner conclusion can twist any message to into a form of proof of the rightness of it. So when mm-hmm. you are thinking about having the audacity to be an allowance for yourself to create your own life, like that takes some cojones, man. Like, uh, you know, an example that comes to mind that keeps repeating in my head is I am a movie lover. I love movies. I love to go to movies and see what sneaky little messages are within them and what symbolism, and I love it. And I am somebody that if I see a movie and I enjoy it, I could see it 10 times because I will see it 10 different variations in my mind and interpretation. So I love that. And with my, my work schedule, my wife's work schedule, we're pretty busy. But I have this one friend, she's retired, and she loves movies also. So she'll contact me and say, hey, can you sneak out of the office? Jokingly, because she knows I work for myself. So I do create my own schedule. Can you sneak out of the office? I'll be like, yes, because she knows exactly what movies I like. And she'll say, I want to see this. It's in town, da, 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 da. Well, it used to be, I used to play the game of, well, I wouldn't want to leave Sherry out and make her feel jealous. So let's try to accommodate her schedule. And that used to be my own thing because the truth is, and here's the sneaky narcissistic superior bitch in me, is I knew where her inner conclusion was. So I was already controlling all of the aspects so she couldn't find any evidence that her inner conclusion was true because I might go to a movie with a friend. That is the like the absolute polarity of allowance right there. Mm-hmm. It, but I'm just being considerate of my wife, right? Like I had all the yeah buts as to why that was kind and loving. But really, it was bullshit. And I, I just remember when I, my friend said, well, do you want to check with Sherry? I'm like, no, I'm good. And then I can remember the look on Sherry's face when she said, you're going to go with Kim? And I said, yeah. She goes, I want to see that movie. I said, awesome, I get to see it twice. And, like, the light in her face went, oh, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> you know, and Kim's like, oh, it has nothing to do with Sherry. And I'm thinking, oh, winner, winner, chicken dinner, I get to see it twice. <laughs> hmm Yeah. Allowance creates so much ease in relationships, and uh, that's all relationships, right? It doesn't have to be your intimate relationships. It can right. be uh, coworkers. You can be 
at the office and you can do, I mean, this is something I've heard many times from clients. There's a quote unquote worth work ethic that you might have. And so you show up on time and you're really focused and you don't take, ex, you know, ex, ex, extraneous breaks all the time and you get your work done and you even help other people. And sometimes you stay overtime even though you're not getting paid for it because you know the job needs to get done. And then you watch some other coworker who's like what you would consider a slacker who comes in late every day, who goes and takes, you know, 18 breaks all day long, is constantly chatting with everybody else and, you know, always having to ask other people to help them with their workload because they're not getting their work done. And that person just makes you crazy. And so there you sit, seething in resentment because you're like, oh, man, I'm always the one who's doing all the work and blah, 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 blah. And, and like, <laughs> so this is, again, this idea that everyone should do what I do. If I'm a hard worker <laughs> with a strong work ethic and I'm always on time and I never take extraneous breaks and I don't do this and I don't chit-chat, then everyone else should too. Yep. And allowance is the thing that can smooth your – I mean, who wants to sit there all day seething at work because your coworkers aren't doing what you do? Right. This is what we do. We make judgments all the time that other people should do what we think. Should say, You know, like right. it, it's constantly we're looking at other people going, well, why are you doing that? Let me tell you something. When you start a question with the word why in that manner, well, why is you doing that? And I can't believe, and da-da-da-da-da, like any kind of that sort of energy, that is a, uh, when you say why is so-and-so, why would you do that? Why wouldn't she do that? That is you already in judgment, and you're just seeking to understand, basically validate or invalidate the judgment you've already have. So asking the question why is useless because you're just sitting there in judgment and you're like, you're, it's almost like you're expecting someone to talk you out of that judgment. Give me a good reason why I shouldn't be in judgment of this person. Why do they do what they do? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. What's it got to do with you? What does it have to do with you? This is not impacting the other person. It's amazing how judgment creates uh, turmoil in our world, and it's not even impacting the other person at all. You think that person's going to stop taking breaks, stop showing up late, stop doing all the stuff that's annoying the shit out of you just because you sit there seething in judgment of them? Uh-uh. No, not likely. So would you like to have more ease in your world? Let them be however they're going to be. This is what allowance is. It's And, and here's what I get. Here's a yeah but. Here's a big yeah but that I get. <laughs> But if, I le- if I'm an allowance of them, then I'm going to have to suffer their, you know, whatever they're doing. It's like, I-, I can't let them get away with that. Well, when did you become the police of everyone else on the planet and what they're choosing? <laughs> right. You know? I mean, when did that become your job? To, like, police everybody and what they're doing and what they're choosing and what they're getting away with. And if you believe that you have to live at the effect of what somebody else is choosing that you don't like, by because mm-hmm. people are like, well, but if I go into allowance, then I have to suffer when they blah, blah, blah. Uh-uh. That just means you have completely dismissed that you have a choice. Allowance must include you in the equation, so if somebody is choosing something that doesn't work for you, that doesn't mean you just have to suffer at the hand of it. You have a choice, too, all the time. You always have a choice, always. Allowance always. does not preclude yes. that. That is so absolutely true. And I think that, you know, as I was sitting here, I was like, when did we get so damn serious about everybody playing the game of life the way that we think they should like what why the hell is that the point because we're not playing checkers here where everybody is equal until you get you know the king and you get doubled no it like everybody is unique and it's not a monochromatic world we're living in Mm. everything is unique so if you've got a coworker 
that maybe likes to suck up to the bosses or the boss or, you know, tries to kiss ass their way up the corporate ladder. That's how they're playing the game. If it is bugging you that freaking bad, you might want to look how you're playing the game because you might be playing the game in a way that you hate. Mm -hmm. And you might actually be missing out on this amazing, dramatic unfolding that you just happen to be able to witness if you choose. But when you judge it, it's when you take what's out there and inflict it on yourself because it gives you that, that control that this is wrong, they're wrong, I'm right, no, 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 no. And it's, you just get to be in that, that toxic soup of judgment, which kills your aliveness, and you miss out on all the entertainment. Like, to me, anyway, <laughs> I just said I love movies, man. I love watching people show up in different dynamics and just witness them play the game and witness them in their evidence gathering, their outer evidence gathering for their inner conclusions. I love watching that. But the funny thing is, is I, Sherry and I joke because there's this um, uh, intimidation. The word intimidation has been sent my way a number of times and I'm always entertained by it because I don't have to sit there in judgment. If somebody even sees I'm just watching and observing them, it's what they've made that to mean that they're interpreting that as I'm intimidating. It actually isn't about me. You're like, mm-hmm. what, how would I intimidate somebody? Stand over them, you know, inflict my power over them. And yet intimidation can be me sitting in a courtyard just observing a dynamic, but they see that they've been seen and all of a sudden I'm intimidating. It has nothing to do with me. I used to think that was so wrong. I don't want to intimidate people. I don't want them to think that. And then I thought, what the hell? I'm just sitting here. Wait, Jenny, stop making that about you, you narcissist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's so true. And I kept hearing the yabbits of like, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. And and I tell you what, when somebody's irritating the shit out of you, it's likely because they're being or doing or choosing something that you would never well I would never do that and and you have such a rightness and a righteousness about your decision that what you what you're being and doing or choosing is is righter and better than what they're being and doing and choosing you judge it you judge there's there's this is the thing allowance is the antidote to judgment judgment living at the effect of judgment how fun is that just out, just just look in your life where you live at the effect of judgment. I lived at the effect of judgment entirely until I didn't, and it sucked. I'm just speaking from my personal experience. Living at the effect of judgment was not fun. No joy, no aliveness, total separation from no. myself, no intimacy with myself. <clears throat> so if you want to continue to live at the effect of, the ju- of judgment, go ahead, knock yourself out. I really don't have a point of view about it. We're simply talking about what the other what what else is possible what else could i be choosing what el- and and so if if judge if if allowance is the is the lubricant of change then this is the the possibility to have more ease and joy and aliveness in your life so when you're sitting there in judgment of somebody because they're not doing the thing that you think they should be doing because your point of view is right and theirs is you know like they're choosing all kinds of things they're being unethical they're not you know whatever <laughs> It's because they're choosing something that you would never. Well, I would never do that. And so the people who are choosing something that you would never allow yourself to choose, they will irritate the shit out of you because you're like, I would never do that. And again, it's back to that narcissist point of view because I would never do that. No one should ever do that. People are going to do whatever the fuck they're going to do. And the sooner that you actually realize that, the more ease you can have in your life. Because if you go around thinking that you are the police of what everyone is going to do or choose, you are going to find yourself upset a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. There's going to be a lot of anxiety. There's going to be a lot of control. And I just don't think that's so much fun for me. When When I choose to be an allowance of other people and whatever they're choosing and doing, like you said, it's just, it's amusing. It becomes, it's like, the, I can laugh, life is lighter. It's just, there's amusement in my world instead of seething resentment. Mm-hmm. It's a choice, I guess. <laughs> 
you know, I, <laughs> there used to be somebody in my life that was, I literally was proud to be the integrity police, like would brag about it. Just so you know, mm. if I can work in your office, anything that's out of alignment, I will find and I will shine the light because it is the change I bring. <laughs> oh, I, wow. I know. And I can remember. What? Oh, I was just going to say, that's, I think I said on, on a show recently, I was like, I will be a contribution and you will like it. exactly and I can remember being in a community gathering and apparently her integrity police bullshit was running rampant and it was all you know whatever was going on and I was just in the same environment but I was having a totally different experience and afterwards in a conversation this like how could you sit there and I'm like huh (laughs) what wait what did I miss how could you sit I had to walk out and like, oh, you actually left. I didn't even notice. And it wasn't that there was wrongness that I did it right or wrong. It was the follow-up freak out of magnitude because I didn't behave the way that aligned with what this integrity of police decided should look like to be conscious. And I can remember being literally so confused. I couldn't even, like, there was no buying into it. I couldn't even see what was being talked about. And, and, and I thought to myself, wow, that feels exhausting, mm-hmm. exhausting. And there did come a point in time when it, there was a conversation of, I am so exhausted and nobody else, nobody appreciates me. And I thought, hmm. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I can see why. Are you done yet? Like, is this working for you? But instead, the conversation was everybody else around me must change so I don't have to police them, so I don't have to be exhausted, so I don't have to feel, you know, that people are not liking how I'm judging the hell out of them. I want everybody to change and accept me the way I am. And that was what the conclusion was that was going to fix her life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Here's another good one. You know what? It's just how she played the game. It's just how she played the game. The problem is she yeah. didn't realize she was choosing to play it that way. So right. I just wanted to clear Exactly. Up. Back mm-hmm. to self-awareness. Back to being willing to get really, really curious how am I functioning that's creating my upset, my trauma? How am I creating yeah. this? Because I guarantee you it's never anybody else to blame. Never, ever, never, never, ever. And here's, a, here's another example that, that's really fun to play with. So, um, you know, two people come together uh, and, and maybe they're living together, starting to living together, and, and let's just say that the woman is a neat freak. She likes everything in its place. She likes everything put away. She likes everything clean. And the guy is what we would call a swab, right? Doesn't care, walks in the door, drops his clothes wherever he's standing, leaves his shoes everywhere, leaves the towels on the floor, leaves his clothes, doesn't put his clothes in the hamper, whatever. And she's starting to go crazy because she's like, oh, my God, you know, and she's, she's constantly telling him to pick up after himself and put this away and put that in the dishwasher and get it out of the sink and on and on and on and on and on and on. And this is creating so much stress for her. Oh, my God, he's such a slob. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't. And so she's trying to change him. Change, you know, if he could just, if he could just keep, pick up after himself and keep, his, keep everything clean, then, you know, I wouldn't have to be so upset all the time because I'm really upset all the time that he's not conforming to my neat freak um, uh, standards, right? And 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 I and then and then there's all the resentment because I'm going around cleaning up after him all the time and he doesn't even appreciate me. And I I'm like, well, yeah. here's the thing, here's the thing, people who are not neat freaks, people who are messy, they don't care. Like they, that's perfectly okay with them. Like their mess is fine with them. So if you go around yep. and you clean up after them and then you're constantly reminding them, they're like, after I do everything for you. I clean up all your messes and I clean up your dishes and I clean up and I do your laundry and I do this. And the person's like, oh, like you should be so grateful for all that I do. And the person's like, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you're right. That's, that's cool. Thanks. That's cool. But it's not a genuine appreciation because the person doesn't really care, right? For them, right. 
Bessie's fine. Stuff around, dishes in the sink, towels on the floor, laundry undone. Like for them, they're just like, oh, yeah, it's not even on my radar at all. Mm-hmm. So what what could potentially create more ease in this situation is for the is to ask yourself the question. Again, this is all about getting curious about how I'm functioning. Well, what makes you feel more at ease? Well, I like a clean house. Great. So if you clean the house, who are you really doing it for? Right. Are you doing it for them? Who doesn't care? Because they're perfectly fine and happy with mess. Or are you doing it for you because that's what you prefer? And if that's what you prefer, can you just do it and be happy about it and be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this for me. I'm the one who likes a nice, neat, clean house. And And then you know what? The resentment and all the controlling that you're trying to do that's creating, creating all kind of turmoil in your relationship evaporates. It's not there anymore because <laughs> you just realize, right. oh, yeah, I'm the one who likes it this way. I'll just do it for me because that's what I like. And then it's not trying to make them appreciate all that you do for them. It's not trying to control them into being more like you because messy is wrong and clean is right. And you can mm-hmm. just be happy because you're like, I'm taking care of me. I'm taking care of my space because it makes me feel good and all is well. Hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that example because it depicts it so clearly. And in my languaging, what I do is I call that staying in your own lane. If you think about you're in the uh... lane of traffic and you like your lane of traffic clean and you really enjoy it nice and tidy, well, stay the hell out of the lane of traffic of somebody else where they're a slob and they're tripping over their stuff and they don't have clean clothes and they're an emergent. Like, stay out of it. Stay in your neat and tidy lane. It is such an interesting dynamic if you can be like, where exactly are, am I? Where am I? And go, oh, God, I'm like six lanes over. I have to climb over the heads of people to get in your business. Like, you know, I, I beat the shit out of people to get here. I caused accidents. I did all kinds of stuff just to get over here to tell you your lane is not like mine. And if mm-hmm. you can think of it that way, you can see how asinine that is. You know, I, I remember getting a, having a conversation where somebody had created a meal for the family it's a family sit-down, you know, family-style dinner setting. And the audacity of a teenager, which, by the way, they're playing the game of teenagerhood. Very rarely are they truly grateful, okay? And so this teenager is ungrateful for what's provided. So they're going to go over and bum a meal off of the friend's family, okay? Because, you know, maybe that mom made tacos and that's more appealing or whatever that is. And I can remember the conversation being like, I couldn't believe it you know, just walked out on the meal I <laughs> created. I'm like, well, how was it? What do you mean? How was the meal? It was, well, it was fine. Well, did you enjoy it? Well, no, I was pissed the whole time. So you actually kept yourself from enjoying the meal? Well, well, no, I was just mad. <laughs> you prepared the meal <laughs> for people to enjoy. Did you enjoy it? Or do you, did you take yourself out of the enjoyment of the meal because of somebody else's engagement with the meal? Mm-hmm. Because to me, that's your choice. That's your business. You know, if my kids don't eat, the, the, you know, my lasagna, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, that's leftovers for me. <laughs> you know, like, awesome. <laughs> you, you don't want it? Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> you know? But when you don't realize that how you're responding to somebody walking away from a meal or cleaning the house, it isn't about them. It's about you gathering evidence for your internal conclusion. It has nothing to do with them. You're making their choice about you. Yep. Yep. And here's a, here's another one. Here's another one that I see. Yeah. But there there are there are Good. people who if if you buy into this idea that you're responsible for others, and I see this uh, you know with parents, but it doesn't have to even just be with parents. It, it, it can be somewhere where you if if a parent has made you as their child responsible for their emotional well-being, then you will believe that that's your job in life, and so you will go around making yourself responsible for everybody. So it's like if you see that, um, you know, go back to my example where, you know, the the person doesn't uh, 
put their they, they just leave their their dirty clothes around or or whatever um and, and then and you're thinking well but if i don't take care of them they won't have any clean clothes to wear and 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 it's like <laughs> okay but this is another one where you're you're not in allowance of their choice to not have clean clothes to wear and so you're you're like yeah but yeah but yeah but you know they won't they won't or or they won't i mean all kinds of things um, if they if they head off to work and they forget something and you're constantly the one who's like being in charge of them, you always have to make yep. sure do they have everything they need? Do they do they you know or or with your kids like you know do they forget their yep. their whatever? If you're constantly thinking that you have to be responsible for the people around you and they don't have gratitude for everywhere you're being responsible for them because you won't actually allow them to make a mistake you won't allow them to fail you won't allow them to feel embarrassed if that's their choice to feel embarrassed you won't allow them to have an experience of life because you think you're protecting them from having that experience i mean imagine you know you get get up one morning the person goes to take get get a clean pair of underwear and they're like oh yeah there aren't any huh you won't allow them to have that moment of like well what am i going to do now you know, like letting people figure out their own lives, Let, letting people be in charge of their own, you know, being responsible for themselves. There's a lot of people who feel like they have to be responsible for everyone around them, and then they sit in resentment or they get upset when people don't appreciate that. It's it's another it's another place we where we don't have. Uh, there's not a lot of allowance. Being an allowance for people to have whatever experience their choice creates for them instead of constantly trying to protect them and take care of them in a caretaking way to me which is very different than caring for uh like to me caring for would be actually to be an allowance of letting them have the experience that their choice creates uh rather than always trying to buffer them from having a bad experience i hope that was clear was that clear (laughs) No, that was freaking clear. And as a mom, you know, I was I was sitting over here going, "Oh my gosh, yes, I can." I still remember. I still remember the audacity. It was so awesome. The to get a call from a sibling who didn't have teenagers and only had younger kids to tell me how um, selfish she thought I was because I wasn't bowing and bending to the whims of my daughter who was. Not mm. taking care of her choices. Like she was mm-hmm. choosing to put herself in a bind. And when I would say, well, interesting situation you created for yourself, then she would go to the next person in line, you know, grandma or an aunt or something, and then they would try to rescue. And it made me a bad mom. And I can yeah. remember the conversations of getting my ass chewed and literally just sitting there chuckling about it by somebody who had no idea what was coming. And, you know, as years had passed, witnessing that parent scamper, run, you know, do everything, wear themselves out, and have absolute meltdowns over the consequences that their children are having to face because they've been doing it all for them, I just sit and think, oh, I guess that's what it took to get to this awareness. I don't know. Like, that's an interesting way to play this game. That's a really interesting way. And I can remember being just pissed that, you know, I was being judged so harshly. And then I thought, yeah, no, I'm not going to, it's not going to change. So let them judge me. And to remove myself from that attachment of people thinking that what I'm in allowance of is wrong allowed me to be in more allowance. So the other side of this uh, that really just feels, holy crap, big is when you're practicing allowance, please be aware that people who don't practice might judge the hell out of you. Oh, yeah. Are you still going to be an allowance? (laughs) Yeah, they Mm -hmm. will. They yeah, will. like don't just sit there, do something. If you cared, you would be doing something. You would be interfering. You would be controlling the shit out of them because that's how you show you care. And if you're not doing anything, then you are so wrong because you don't care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's one of the things I can remember. Go ahead. 
Well, I was just going to say control is is a way that people determine you care, right? If you're if you're controlling, then you care. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's one of the things that I remember saying to you know when this was going on with my teenagers. Um, loving my children does not mean that I am in obligation to enable them. That's actually mm-hmm. really not something I want to do. And I can remember the it, it triggered such World War Three about what that that was so horrible that I thought taking care of my kids was enabling them. And I just I I just really invite everybody like are you waiting for people to enable you? Is that is that something that's keeping you from being in allowance of life playing out however it does is because maybe you yourself had that over controlling and guiding and saving your ass and picking up after you that maybe this seems so ridiculous to even consider taking on is to be an allowance of yourself because no, you don't want to have to do that. You like having everybody clean up after you because if that is what you're gathering evidence for that conclusion that everybody else is going to bail your ass out just admit it just admit it just like this is how i'm going to choose to play life out i'm going to be a narcissist thank you very much because being in denial of this makes it very um hmm, clunky very clunky because it's it is very evident what we are gathering evidence for on the inside, okay, to prove what's inside of us, we are gathering evidence in a way that people can see it. It is, it's visible, the evidence we're gathering, okay? So my invitation for you, as I realize the show is going to wrap up in three minutes, <laughs> is what is it that you need to get real truthful with yourself about? What game are you playing? that you're gathering evidence for. Will you be an allowance of that so that you can stop pretending? Mm. I love that. And, you know, this is this, this, this that you just started talking about begs to be discussed more. And I can see now this is going to um, carry over into tomorrow's show. I love that we can choose that. Um, this really is a bit... You, you know, like I'm like, oh yeah, there's so much more we could where we could go with that in terms of, you know, uh, allowance is being an allowance of whatever you're choosing, even if other people might not like it, might think it's wrong, um, but own it, whatever it is, own it. Pre- the pretending energy, we t- uh, you know we talked about authenticity the other day. Whatever you're choosing, own it. Own it. Yeah. Be authentic with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because nothing will make you realize where you're willing to make change and where you actually are happy as a lark than owning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you're like, I'm going to own that I am a spoiled bitch, and you're like, God, that does not feel comfortable, <laughs> you might realize you want to make a change. Or you might go, I am a spoiled bitch. It is time I get a sugar daddy and go yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, like, I love that about me, you know? Whatever you're yes. choosing, rock it. Like, really rock it, yep. whatever you're choosing. Live it large. <laughs> Absolutely. Go for it all the way. It's it's how you're playing life, you know? It's how you're playing this game of life, whatever it is that we're doing here. So what do you want to do with it? You want to pretend, you know, pretend you're not being the knight and try to co- try to convince everybody you're being a pawn, or do you want to just fucking be the queen already? Mm-hmm. <laughs> be allowed yeah. to yourself. <laughs> I prefer queen working for me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, we're gonna open that can of worms and hop off the show now. So you all have a good day. <laughs> Yeah, come back for more tomorrow because I think this conversation shall continue. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you all for being here with us on Seducing Aliveness. This is Jen and Tamara. We will be back with you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.